part four chapter fifteen b of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part four chapter fifteen b people used to be like beasts they ceased to be like beasts when man began to value the beauty of woman but woman's physical strength is less than man's and man then was rude everything then was decided by strength man took unto himself that wife whose beauty he began to value she became his property his chattel that was astarte's reign when he became further developed he began to value her beauty more than before and he began to worship her beauty but her conscience was not yet developed he valued in her only beauty she could get her ideas from him alone he said he only was a man while she was not she saw in herself only a beautiful beautiful object belonging to him she did not look upon her as belonging to humanity that was the reign of aphrodite but here the consciousness that also too was a human being began to awaken in her what grief must have seized her at the very faintest appearance of this thought that she was an independent human being for she was not recognized as such a man did not want her in any other relation than that of slave and she said i do not want to be your friend on this condition then his passion compelled him to implore her and to humiliate himself and he forgot that he did not look upon her as a human being and he loved her the resistant the unapproachable the virtuous maiden but as soon as she put trust in his prayers as soon as he touched her woe to her she was in his clutches his hands were stronger than her hands and he made her his slave and despised her woe to her this was the sorrowful reign of the virgin but ages passed my sister dost thou know her the one that before i appeared did her work for thee she always existed she was before all she was in existence as soon as man came upon earth and she always worked untiringly hard was her task slow her success but she worked worked and her success increased man became more rational woman more and more firmly recognized her equality with man and the time came when i was born this was not long ago oh far from long ago do you know who first recognized that i was born and told it to others it was rousseau in his nouvelle eloise from it from him people for the first time heard of me since then my kingdom has been spreading but i am not yet tsaritsa over many but it spreads rapidly and you can foresee the time when i shall reign over all the earth only then people will perfectly appreciate how beautiful i am now those who acknowledge my power are not yet able to obey my will they are girt about by a throng opposed to all my will the throng would tear them in pieces would poison their lives if they confessed and fulfilled my will and i must have happiness i desire that there should be no suffering and i tell them don't do that which will bring torment upon you fulfill my will only so far as it will not cause yourselves harm but can i know thee perfectly yes thou canst thy position is very fortunate thou hast naught to fear thou canst do whatsoe'er thou pleasest and if thou wishest to know all my will 
from my will no harm will come to thee thou must not desire and thou wilt not desire anything on account of which ignorant people may torment thee thou art now perfectly content with what thou hast thou dost not desire and thou wilt not desire anything or anybody else i can declare myself to thee entirely reveal to me thy name thou hast told me the names of the former tsaritsas but thy own name thou hast never declared to me dost thou want me to tell thee my name look at me hearken to me five look at me hearken to me dost thou recognize my voice dost thou know my face hast thou ever seen my face no she had never seen her face had never seen it in her life yet how did it seem to her as though she had seen it it is a year since she was speaking with him since he looked upon her kissed her and now she sees her so often this radiant beauty and the radiant one does not hide from her neither does she hide from him she appears to her in all her radiant beauty no i have never seen thee i have never seen thy face thou didst appear to me i saw thee but thou wert girt with brightness i could not see thee i only saw that thou wert more beautiful than all thy voice i hear it but i hear only that thy voice is more beautiful than all look for thy sake at this moment i shall diminish the brightness of my aureole and my voice shall sound for thee at this moment without the enchanting power which i always lend to it for one moment i cease to be a tsaritsa hast thou seen hast thou heard hast thou learned that will suffice again am i tsaritsa and tsaritsa i shall be for all time to come she was again girt about with the ineffable brightness of her halo and again her voice is inexpressibly intoxicating but for that moment when she ceased to be the tsaritsa so as to declare herself unto thee was it really so did vira pavlovna really see this countenance really hear this voice yes says the tsaritsa thou hast wanted to know who i am now thou knowest thou hast wanted to hear my name i have no name different from the one to whom i appear my name is her name thou hast seen who i am no there is nothing loftier than man there is nothing loftier than woman i am the one to whom i appear who loves and is loved yes vira pavlovna saw it was herself it was herself but a goddess the goddess's countenance is her own countenance her living countenance the features of which are so far from perfection every day she sees more than one face more beautiful than hers this was her own face kindled with the brightness of love more beautiful than all ideals left to us by sculptors of the ancient time and by the great artists of the great age of art yes it is she herself but kindled by the brightness of life it is she more beautiful than whom are hundreds of faces in petersburg which is so poor in beauty she is more beautiful than the aphrodite of the louvre more beautiful than all the beauties of the past thou seest thyself in the mirror just as thou art without me in me thou seest thyself just as the one who loves thee sees thee for his sake thou and i art one for him there is no one more beautiful than thou for him all ideals grow obscure in thy presence is it not so yes oh yes six now thou knowest who i am know what i am 
i have all the enjoyment of sense which astarte had she is the original mother of all of the rest of us tsaritsas who succeeded her i have the rapture at the sight of beauty no less than aphrodite had i have the reverence for purity which chastity possessed but in me it is not as it was in them but fuller loftier keener the virtue possessed by chastity is combined in me with the quality which distinguished astarte and that which distinguished aphrodite and while i combine in me these other powers each of them becomes greater and better from the union but more far more power is given to each of these qualities by that new power which i have and which none of the former tsaritsas had this new power in me serves to distinguish me from them the equal rights of those who love equality in the relations between them as men and from this new power it comes that there is far more beauty in me than in them when a man recognizes the equal rights of a woman with himself he ceases to regard her as his personal property then she loves him as he loves her only because she wants to love but if she does not want to love he has no right over her as she has none over him therefore in me is freedom aside from equal rights and freedom all that in me which was also possessed by the former tsaritsas gets a new character a loftier charm a charm which had not been known until i appeared and in comparison with which all else which was known till i came is nothing till i appeared people had no idea of perfect enjoyment of freedom because without free inclinations on both sides no one who loves can have a keen rapture till i appeared people had no idea of the full enjoyment in the contemplation of beauty because if beauty is revealed not by a free inclination there can be no keen rapture in its contemplation without free inclination both enjoyment and rapture are dull in comparison with what they are in me my chastity is purer than that chastity which spoke only of the purity of the body i possess purity of heart i am free because there is no deceit in me no hypocrisy i shall say not a word which does not express what i feel i shall give no kiss which is not from the heart but all that which is new in me which gives a loftier charm to all that was in the former tsaritsas that in itself constitutes in me a charm which is loftier than all else a master is embarrassed before his servant a servant before his master only in the presence of his equals is a man entirely at his ease with a lower nature one feels dull only with an equal is there happiness therefore till i appeared man did not know full happiness or love all that he felt before i came is not worthy of being called happiness it was only a momentary excitement and woman how pitiful woman was before i appeared she was then an abject servile person she was in fear until i came she knew too little what love is where there is fear there can be no love therefore if you want to express in one word what i am this word is equal rights without it enjoyment of the body delight in beauty are tedious gloomy wretched without it there is no purity of heart there is fallacious purity of body from it as from equality originates my freedom without which i were not i have told all things to thee and thou canst tell them to others all things that i am now but my kingdom now is small 
i must guard those who are under my allegiance from the slander of those who do not know me i cannot yet express all my will to all people to all men i shall express it to all when my kingdom shall embrace all men when all men shall be beautiful in body and pure in heart then i shall show them all my beauty but thou thy fate is specially fortunate i shall not disturb thee i shall not harm thee by telling thee what i shall be when not a few as now but all shall be worthy of recognizing me as their tsaritsa to thee alone i shall tell the secrets of my fortune swear that thou wilt be silent and listen seven footnote it is probable that chernyshevsky hesitated about revealing the secret of the radiant one not from the fear of shocking the public so much as from the danger of the censor's red pencil the sky which so soon was covered with black clouds from which flashed the bolt that deprived the world of a genius was just at this time comparatively clear but still there were ominous mutterings of thunder the theory which chernyshevsky hints at and which is regarded with such terror proves when regarded fairly in the face to be like one of the lions bound which frightened bunyan's christian eight o my love now i know all thy will i know that it will come to pass but how will it come to pass how will people live then i by myself cannot tell thee that for this i must have the aid of my older sister the one who appeared to thee long ago she is my mistress and my servant i can only be what she makes me but she is working for me sister come to my aid the sister of her sisters the bride of her bridegrooms good morning sister she says to the tsaritsa thou too art here sister she says to vira pavlovna thou wishest to see how men are going to live when this adopted tsaritsa of mine shall reign over all behold an edifice an enormous enormous edifice such as can be seen only in the largest capitals or no at the present time there is none such in the world it stands amid fields of grain meadows gardens and groves the fields of grain this is our grain they are not such as we have now but rich rich abundant abundant is it wheat whoever saw such heads whoever saw such grain only in forcing houses is it possible to make such heads of wheat such royal grain the meadows are our meadows but such flowers as these are now found only in flower gardens orchards are full of lemon trees oranges peaches and apricots how can they grow in the open air oh yes there are columns around them they are opened in summer yes these orangeries are open for the summer groves these are our groves oak and linden maple and elm yes just the same groves as now very great care is taken of them there are sickly trees among them but the groves are the same they are the same trees as now but this edifice what is it what style of architecture there is nothing like it now no but there is one that points toward it the palace which stands on sydenham hill built of cast iron and glass cast iron and glass and that is all no not all that is only the integument of an edifice the outside walls but inside of this palace is a real house a tremendous house this integument of cast iron and glass only covers it as by a sheath it forms around it wide galleries on all the floors how simple is the architecture of the inward house 
what narrow spaces between the windows and the windows are huge and lofty the whole height from floor to floor its stone walls like rows of pilasters forming the frame for the windows which open out into the galleries but what floors and ceilings these are what are these doors and window frames made of what is it silver platinum and the furniture is almost all of the same metal wooden furniture is little more than a caprice here only for the sake of variety but what are all the rest of the furniture the ceilings and floors made of try to move this chair says the older sister this metallic furniture is lighter than ours made of walnut but what is this metal ach i know not sasha showed me a little board like this it was light like glass and now earrings and brooches are made out of it yes sasha said that sooner or later aluminum would take the place of wood or maybe even of stone but how rich everything is everywhere is aluminum and aluminum and all the spaces between the windows are adorned by large mirrors and what carpets on the floors here in this parlor half of the floor is bare and so you can see that it is made of aluminum here you see that it is unpolished lest it be too slippery here children are playing and together with them their elders and here in this other hall the floor is also bare for the dancers and everywhere are tropical trees and flowers the whole house is a large winter garden but who lives in this house which is more magnificent than palaces here live many very many come we will see they go to the balcony which corresponds with the upper floor of the gallery how is it that vira pavlovna did not notice it before on these fields groups of people are scattered men and women everywhere young folks and old together but the majority are young a few old men still less old women there are more children than old men but still few more than half the children are indoors attending to the housework they do almost everything in the house they like it very much there are a few old women with them but there are few old men and old women here because here they grow old very late here is a healthful and peaceful life it preserves the freshness the groups which are working in the fields are almost all singing what work are they doing ach it is harvest time they are getting in the grain how quick the work goes on but how can it help going on quickly and how can they help singing almost all the work is done by machines which are reaping and binding the sheaves and carrying them away the men have scarcely more to do than look on drive and manage the machines and how well everything is arranged for themselves it is a hot day but they of course don't mind it over that part of the field where they are working is stretched a huge awning as the work advances this also moves what a fine shadow they have manufactured how can they help working quickly and gaily how can they help singing in such a way i too would become a harvest hand in all songs all songs unfamiliar ones new ones and here they have remembered ours also i know it we shall live with thee like nobles all these people are our friends whatsoe'er thy soul desireth we shall all attain our ends all of part four chapter fifteen b recording by expatriate in bangor maine